Welcome, everybody. Shalom. We are glad you are with us on this. Well, where I am, it is quite rainy, and it has been rainy for a few weeks now. And I think we get a little bit of sun on Saturday, and then it's rain again for a while. And so it's super upbeat and positive. And spring is awesome. Nothing but happy endorphins running around on the island. Yeah, yeah. And it's St. Patty's Day, so there's a bunch mm. of people wearing green. I haven't seen them yet, but I just assume that they're out there. <laughs> Maybe they're hiding in the trees and stuff, and you can't really see them, yeah. but they're there. If you're out there, let us like know. Like the leprechauns. <laughs> yeah. There's people running around with, like, little chocolate coins. Yeah, looking for that around. pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so welcome uh, for joining us. We are continuing with our little, what's the word? Not segment, but our group of videos, our section, our uh, collection, section. collection, our. I've got no more words in my mind. Yeah, but you what am I? Too many there. There's a there's a proper word, and I just can't <laughs> think of it right now. Our series. Series, and I watch a lot of Netflix. I should know the word series. <laughs> um, welcome back to our series on Jonah. Uh, we have hit up the first two chapters, and today's the mm. third. We're just going back, and uh, it's a story that we have grew up with, very prevalent in children's church, being yeah. swallowed by a whale or big fish. Great on a flannel graph. Great on flannel graph. Yeah. VeggieTales hit it up. <laughs> um, and so we're just kind of going back and being like, maybe the VeggieTales story is not the most biblically accurate story of this or interpretation of this text. And maybe there's some questions in it that a asparagus, a tomato and a cucumber just couldn't get to the heart of <laughs> and we are the the milk that paul talks about that these veggie tails have gone we've drank the milk now we're going for the meat in the i was worried you were going to say go for the kool-aid so i'm glad you went for meat <laughs> from milk. the kool-aid comes later yeah you either okay. from the meat you can either go kool-aid <laughs> or you can go better meat uh, like go. the whole cow, the 21. golden calf. I wouldn't want to eat that. No. I don't care how long it's been aged. A golden calf. No. I don't care how much barbecue sauce they put on that golden calf. I don't want to eat it. Um, uh, anyway, that is where we're at. Um, Jonah. Mentally is eating mental uh, golden calves and joking about that. So this is going to be a good episode. So buckle yeah. in. Derek's been uh, awake for what five hours now? Yeah, I couldn't sleep, so I woke up and went to the gym, trying to be a little more healthier, and went for a men's group meeting this morning. And it's eight forty my time, and I've been up for six hours already. <laughs> so pew pew, we are ready to rock and or roll. <laughs> Uh, Tim, would you like to start us off with the reading? It would be my pleasure. Jonah 3. 
Excellent. And we're, we're still, uh, we're still in the message um, just for something different. So uh, yes, this is Jonah chapter three. Next, God spoke to Jonah a second time up on your feet and on your way to the big city of Nineveh, preach to them. They're in a bad way and I can't ignore it any longer. This time Jonah started off straight for Nineveh, obeying God's orders to the letter. Nineveh was a big city, very big. It took three days to walk across it. Jonah entered the city, went one day's walk and preached. In 40 days, Nineveh will be smashed. The people of Nineveh listened and trusted God they proclaimed a citywide fast and dressed in burlap to show their repentance. Everyone did it, rich and poor, famous and obscure, leaders and followers. When the message reached the king of Nineveh, he got up off his throne, threw down his royal robes, dressed in burlap, and sat down in the dirt. Then he issued a public proclamation throughout Nineveh, authorized by him and his leaders. Not one drop of water... Not one bite of food for man, woman, or animal, including your herds and flocks. Dress them all, both people and animals, in burlap, and send up a cry for help to God. Everyone must turn around, turn back from an evil life and the violent ways that stain their hands. Who knows? Maybe God will turn around and change his mind about us. Quit being angry with us and let us live. God saw what they had done, that they had turned away from their evil lives. He did change his mind about them. What he said he would do to them, he didn't do. Well, that's ridiculous. (laughs) <laughs> That's my comment. That is, like, if we're not even going to go into hey, the twenty Derek, minutes. How, how do you not believe that you know Jonah factually, empirically happened? This to me is harder to believe than even the, the fish <laughs> than the fish swallowing him. That that sermon, the not even a full sentence sermon. In 40 days, Nineveh will be smashed. Doesn't say by God. Doesn't say (laughs) why. Doesn't say anything. He's literally doing the bare minimum so God won't put him in another animal. And yet the whole country is like, this guy's right. This Israelite who's just walked in and said, we're all going to die in 40 days we're gonna throw down our robes dress in burlap it goes to the the animals and And the animals like why the animals that's why i believe like this is this is like a play right like it's a the play where someone's written down something and it's so ridiculous that it's like there's still truth to it like you can still glean things from it parable kind of thing but it's just the worst sermon ever preached like no it's, it's like it, it yes yes the, there seems to be in this translation a, a lack of uh you know god in it but uh you know in 40 days Nineveh will be smashed i think a lot of people would be happy if i preached that short sometimes yeah but most <laughs> people want to say like why 
Or like, who's doing the smashing? Like, what's okay? You got the ESV. Yeah. What does yeah. this so, say here? So it's here. Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Oh, yeah. this one guy comes in and tells us we're Nineveh. We're this big city. We're the ones that like conquer other cities and stuff. This one guy comes in and says, "Hey, in forty days, you're going to be overthrown." Wow, let's just flip the whole country or the whole town upside down. This giant place that takes three days to walk across. The king who is in power. And let's let's and his nobles and the nobles and the nobles. But let's remember Pharaoh and how much convincing it took him to let his people go. Hmm. You know, some plagues and stuff. Uh, This one hears about this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight word sermon. <laughs> and it's like, get out the, not one person's going to eat or drink, not one animal, get out the sackcloth. Yeah. Maybe if we do this, God will, God will change his mind. Hmm. Yeah. The, 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 this, this is like, yes, it, it's much more a homily than the sermon, isn't it? For how short it yeah. is. But, and this is what a proper, obviously what you would call a hail mary um without praying to mary um but you know you've got you've got like yeah as you say it's like this is a this is a all or nothing and with the hopes that it will not come true interestingly the one thing i did think about too is like the children aren't included it's men women and animals and livestock but nothing about children in it mm. um, which uh, Good point. You know, children can't be sinners, maybe then. Um, and what I believed about original sin all along may not be true. Oh, <laughs> now this is the Old Testament. It doesn't count towards theology. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's um, but yeah, <laughs> but like his his sermon here is literally me saying something. Like, have you ever walked by someone and you said, hey, how's it going? And the last thing you want them to do is actually tell you how it's going. They just, you just want them to say, okay. And that's the end of the conversation. You just mm-hmm. want the bare, bare minimum just yeah. to say that you did it. Just to say you're mm-hmm. a good person. Or like, mm-hmm. they're just about done moving. And so you offer to help knowing <laughs> that they're just about done and they're not going to accept it. Like this is, that that's his sermon right here. 40 days, you are going to be, uh, burned destroyed. down, d- yeah, destroyed. Crushed. That is yeah. the bare minimum just to say, Hey, God, I did it. Mm. Can't put this on me. So, I- yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then, and then what happens, as you say, is in that moment where you say to somebody, Hey, how's it going? Thinking to yourself, and I'm ready to go to my next thing. And that person is like, There's been something going on in my heart, and I. I just needed actually somebody to talk to about it. You've just now opened the door and all of a sudden the flood of things that they've been thinking, processing, you know, wondering about the anxiety, the worry, all kind of floods out and you actually become a conduit for their processing and yeah. for their, their because, oper- you know, it just, yeah, just saying what seems yeah. to be happening here is there, there's a sense of like, you know, there's like this idea that, you know, what the whole life of Nineveh and the whole city seems to be very aware that the way that they're living is not a way that's actually bringing life. You know, whether it's kind of agreeable to God or not, 
it's not something life-giving because the second it gets called out they're like you know they they do the old turn or burn right like yeah you know it's like it's like something triggers in them with with just the fact that somebody who is not them says one thing that yes might be quite weak poorly thought out you know done dragging his feet through the minimalist i know everyone's all about i want to be a minimalist this is minimalist preaching they yeah (laughs) well as you say i think i think most people would agree that you 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 might want to reference god if you were doing a short homily even um but uh, i just keep thinking like asking someone how they're doing and all of a sudden they drop to the ground and they pull out a sackcloth and they throw it on themselves and they pull a cat out of a bag and it's covered in sackcloth and they're throwing ashes on themselves i've just been waiting for someone to say how are you doing so as you as you say that like I'm having I'm having flashbacks <laughs> to what where yeah yeah where where like that was that was this this whole scenario aside aside from like the reluctance of Jonah you know this was the goal of of evangelism this was the goal of preaching this was the goal of you know of of summer um you know missions trips it, it was literally oh, yeah. a belief that the rest of the world in all of their evil, corrupt, not ungodly ways, we're just waiting for somebody to come and give them the truth. And the nation, the city, the people would just turn to God in droves through this, you know, with this like turn, seeking forgiveness, asking for God's mercy. And and we believed and proclaimed at least that like, this is, this is literally what was going to happen. Now I'm thinking of like, you know, at like a youth conference or something like that, and, and you're up at the altar call, and you're like, God, send me wherever you want, send me wherever you want, not Africa, not Africa, not Africa, not Africa, send me wherever you want. And then you yeah. end up going to Africa, and you're like, okay, bare mm. minimum, just so yeah. I can say that I did what I wanted. And yeah, that's that's Jonah. He's our go-to evangelist or pinnacle evangelist. But what's also what's interesting though too is like is like the people of Nineveh are far more um, responsive and repentant than Jonah is. Well, yeah, and that's that's why I think it's maybe not historically accurate. Like I'm not saying that this isn't showing uh, a, a truth that mm. you know following God, um, doing you know if He calls you to do that to share. Uh, with people um, and all that and Jonah's reluctance to say the Mm -hmm. least to to do that isn't real and shouldn't be a story that we glean truth from or that we learn about I just there's a lot of stuff in the story where I'm like well yeah did it actually happen Mm. but it's like like it's like a tv series right and I remember series. A series. I was like, it's a, a series. And you can read that and or w- watching be like, oh, you know, I'm learning about love. Um, this character that I'm relating to very much in this TV show um, has, you know, kind of seen, uh, ha- had an awakening and now sees other people 
or the beauty that they are or whatever, or they've learned that money isn't everything, or they've learned service work and helping others is vitally important. All good things, truthful, you can glean from that, but that person never really existed, right? And maybe he did. Like, I could be totally wrong with this. This is just kind of where I am right now. I'm like, I... Orientation day one in heaven. And God's like, so Derek, just look. Jonah, I'm going to introduce you to him. He he did spend that time in the fish. But, you know, there's other things. But, yeah. (laughs) But to be honest with you, trying to, like, arguing whether it existed or it didn't, whether there was a whale or not, whether that was his full sermon or not, or a tree with a branch or plant in the next chapter and stuff. Arguing whether or not these things all existed is pointless because it doesn't matter. Like, that's not the story, is proving whether this happened or not. The story is what is the lesson you are gleaning from this forgiveness of enemies, um, repentance, pride, um, resentment, like dealing with all those things, whether it's factually true or not doesn't change how that story impacts my life. That makes sense. Yeah. So, so, but why, why then does this story matter? Like if, if, if any story can have the same impact, why does this story matter? More than like a series on Netflix. (laughs) Oh, oh, like what's the what's the thing you're getting out of this story? No, but it's just like or, like so if 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 like if you like if the like if the themes of the story yeah. were compellingly told through a Netflix series that people sat down and got this sense of like you know living your life in a way that wasn't fulfilling, that wasn't life giving, that wasn't beneficial to you or the community or the world, yeah. and they felt this sense of like you know, this character who, who like thinks that people are doing it all wrong, but doesn't feel like people actually give a shit. So they, they say, you know, ah, well, you know, go for it. You know, you you can change your ways, but you know, not like you're going to anyways, but if you go down this path, just know it's not going to lead you anything exciting. And then this whole like community is like, oh gosh, he's right. Like that's, that's what we're missing. We need to like make this turn. We need to repent. We need to change our ways. We need to do things differently. What, and, and what, and like, and that like visually and, you know, and, and emotionally connects with you and, and, and causes you to ask questions about your own life. What, what's, what, why then hold on to Jonah? Why, why hold on? To... Why hold on? Should, should I say that for after when we do chapter four when we're when we're like recapping on the end? No, I'm just it trying just... to figure out exactly what you're talking about here. Like, why why hold on to Jonah? Yeah, so like, like I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm I'm pushing you why because am I obviously... these themes from Jonah himself. Like, why am I getting these? Yeah, why do why do those themes matter if they come from Jonah or if they come from a Netflix series? Like, oh, if okay. if if you're if you're picking up the same kind of morality uh, and challenges yeah. and drive, you know, why why not just go to Netflix? Um, well, I think I think you could. 
Um, but I think how do I say this? Well, <laughs> it like looking at Jonah in in the whole context of the Bible, like the Old Testament stuff, and realizing where he is in that and the stuff that's going around him. Um, and it's very overt, the, the stuff that it's saying, um, like God actually speaks in the next chapter and talks to him Well, he's speaking all throughout the, the book. And I don't know, Netflix may not be it. This is also the Bible and that's Netflix. Like I believe it's inspired by God. Um, someone had a reason to put it in there. Um, but it's like, uh, you know, uh, you can listen to a sermon on, on Sunday and, you know, get something out of it or, or maybe not. And then you go walking down a path in the forest, hiking or something. And all of a sudden God's beauty and creation hits you. And it's way more impactful than the sermon was, even though the sermon was in the confines of a church and Sunday morning and all these other things and and nature isn't overtly God I, I guess I'm trying to say is mm. you can experience God in different ways God's not limited to the Bible um, so he can speak to you through a Netflix series mm. or nature or Sunday morning or in the Bible uh, through it um, you can get these themes from Jonah or you can get them from somewhere else Oh, does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I'm, I'm, I guess there's the, I think the underpinning question for that, um, which I know there's many different ways, which you kind of, you were hinting at there too, is just like, you know, why, if, if we look at a story like Jonah, and as you're reading through it, you're like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't like historical fact, if you yeah. don't, you know, or, or or like it's it's very hard to believe it being historical fact, and then you're like, so some people decided that it was an important piece for us to recognize or to to have as part of our kind of canon of faith, yeah. And we believe that God can speak both through the canon as well as outside of it. I think the kind of question about kind of why why then do we kind of look at this and say, you know, this is meaningful, like in that space of 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 kind of questioning you know where what the truth looks like or or you know how how factual or fictional the truth might be and what does that kind of lend us to and or or what what is that welcoming us into that might be different than what we what we had before because I, I think you're right in like in that actually something that loses the focus or, or one way to quickly lose the focus on how the Bible is meant to impact your life or be a part of the tra the ongoing transformation and impact of on your life and of your life in the world is to keep asking yourself if it's like the factual, actual words from God's real mouth or not. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and because then truth becomes a static thing and not the the dynamic relationship of beings 
that's being testified to those static um, characters, as it were, like as in characters of language, not characters of of the story. And I just think it was in, it, like just the way that you were you were kind of shaping that, and and the kind of it was just I thought it was all important. over the map. I should have oh. kept my answer to a sentence. Yeah. and just let yeah. everyone else there you are you're you know. slamming slamming jonah and yet he you know he's like no one yeah, was arguing with idol. him I, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. that's the thing is like no nobody argue, nobody argues with him they make a complete yeah. response to to that you know that simple yeah. you know th- words but i think like for me i think this is why jonah is so important is because it, it shows it shows like the way that we're called to participate with the work of God in the world, which mm. is always so much bigger, so much deeper and, and so much more transformational than if we get it stuck in the framework of, 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 of like what, just how we understand that. Right. Like you, you were talking about beforehand is, is like, you know, in our churches, these kind of static buildings, that that tell us specific stories because of our experiences there or are they living places of testimony where we share with people the god who transformed our lives when it just happened to be interconnected with people in space in that way that became church for us and i you know i think for me that you know it's quite clear which one i hope for but it's quite easy to see oftentimes which one even i get stuck in you know and even like jonah it's like you can sit there and try to talk to people about kind of why there is this call to repentance and why there is this need for them to repent and turn but he's like i just don't got time for that you know as you say it's like the bare minimum I tried to run away, wasn't allowed to. I so I said, "Oh, maybe God's pretty amazing." And then He made me come anyways. And so now I'm here, and I'm just going to tell them, "You got 40 days. Sort yourselves out, and uh, call me when it's over." Yeah. yeah, and also, it's a reminder that we don't have to be perfect in our approach to interacting with others or sharing God mm-hmm. with others. Right? Like, it, God can use whatever incomplete sentence or terrible effort we put forward uh he can use that to do great things he's bigger than our intentions and our inadequacies um but yeah and i think that that question that we've kind of touched on before too about like you know when you look at places and you're like it just doesn't feel like like that's a place where the person really cares about the kingdom of God. And yet you see these amazing things happen that you can only say, well, it seems to be God at work. And you kind of wonder, you know, like what's the, you know, yeah. What's going on as you say, and actually that recognition that, you know, there's something about the way that God continues to work in the world, inviting us into participation and it, and in our participation, things do seem to matter, right? Like, and, yeah. and how we kind of find that space so that we're, you know, not just saying, oh, well, God's going to sort it out anyway. So as long as I show up, you know, say a few mm-hmm. words and then, you know, that's good. But actually, you know, that place of, you know, work yeah. for Jonah, so it should work for me. Mm-hmm. Well, also, God must have been working in Nineveh before Jonah even showed up, right? Like, yeah. He doesn't just show up and say a sentence and everyone does this. There's groundwork yeah. and 
and stuff, yeah. some kind of stirring in people's hearts, as you said before, mm-hmm. it's already happened. So what is God in our own communities doing outside of the church and outside mm-hmm. of our message, um, laying the groundwork for us? And we're just supposed to, like, we're called to go out and at least make an effort to, yeah. to be in our communities and and to, you know, show up in some degree. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Not saying be a total slacker and, you know, do the bare minimum. <laughs> and that's the way that you should do it because that's what Jonah mm-hmm. did. I think Jonah's a, a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A stark remind, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm tired. I'm starting to zone out here. <laughs> yeah, like the the six hours is hit like a brick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that's right. Timer timer's just gone. So you're yeah. saved by the bell. Somebody well, might say. Yeah, you. and what I was going to go into, I think, fits better with next week than mm-hmm. this week with mm-hmm. the the plant and the shade. Yeah, but it, shade, I think both I thrown think... <laughs> both Sean on Jonah and thrown by Jonah. <laughs> to god <laughs> oh there you go the real oh, uh, teaser yeah, yeah teaser it's coming it's or your way shadowing shadow <laughs> plant huh jonah it all ties oh, together look at that it's all it's all <laughs> coming together it's it's like smooth smooth it's, it's like it's called preordained and it, <laughs> i'm a presbyterian uh hold to it. yeah 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 uh, predestination but, but, yeah I, I think i think th- this chapter is fantastic for the kind of setup you know yeah. and, and it really is that kind of bridge between you know the people who are responding to god in the way that we believe is is kind of the right response and then jonah who seems to be the kind of <laughs> the continuing thread throughout that just doesn't seem to quite line up um so yes come back next week we'll be on to chapter four seeing what uh seeing what the good lord gave us amen <laughs> all right take it easy Have blessings toodles Peace. <laughs>